Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and apparently it's already mid-April, which I call bullshit on because I'm pretty sure it's still March 2019. I sneezed and suddenly we're four years into your favorite podcast with over a hundred incredible interviews and cocktails to match. Does that mean it's time to put out a coffee table book? Would any of y'all buy it? Let us know in our Instagram DMs. So follow us on the gram. Please, please follow us on the gram. It's so lonely here. Please help us reach 10,000 followers responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found someone swapping price tags at Target for a cheap thrill and asked her to co-host a podcast with me, and she is... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. And our guest today is the lead singer of a pop-punk band from Houston, Texas. Are you starting to see a pattern with my favorite genres of music? But to call them pop-punk is a bit reductive. They've cited influences ranging from Sum 41, No Doubt, and Taylor Swift, to the Beach Boys, Chance the Rapper, and Tyler the Creator, and you can hear it all in their polished final product. They got their start in the early 2010s playing local venues throughout Texas, notably opening for our once and forever king, the dearly departed Aaron Carter. They signed to Equal Vision Records in 2015 and scooped up Benji Madden and Joel Madden that aging emo kids will recognize as the indomitable twins behind Good Charlotte as their managers. From there, they released one critically lauded album after another, culminating in their debut for Fueled by Ramen, which drops this Friday. They've earned praise from Rolling Stone, MTV, Kerrang! and the Alternative Press, as well as gracing the spring 2023 cover of The Ladder. And from what we've heard of the new album, it's clear to see why. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Austin Knight of the band Water Parks to the pod. Do you have sound effects or is that just giving me? I can give you a rap horn. <laughs> I don't know if I have. Oh, I, I've got uh, I've got cheersclink.mp3 on this soundboard. Oh my gosh. Cheers, clink.mp3. <laughs> Did you hear so, that? Yeah. yeah, that's just our producer <laughs> saying cheers.mp3 clink out loud. <laughs> I need I need his full soundboard because I just have the one that's on my phone when he's not here. Yeah, he he's out in the remaining snowpack today. Mm-hmm. We love you, Drew. Don't get stuck and don't get eaten by an abominable snowman. Dude, speaking of soundboards, that just totally brought me back. Do you remember when, uh, I don't know if, anyway, yes, oh, my computer's going to get a virus, but like, (laughs) I just pulled up the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Did you ever like, when you were like a child, did you like prank call people and try and use it? Oh, I don't think that existed when I prank called people as a child. Did you prank call people? You're the same age as me though. So I don't. you should know what I'm talking about. You didn't go to like E-Bombs World or Funny Junk or anything like that. I did. I was my... all I was into Newgrounds a lot. That was what that was my thing. Well, okay. Austin, you Great. know, I, I'm so glad that you could join us today because I feel like we've been trying to make this happen for like six months now. Oh, my God. Well, then, yes, I'm very glad to be here. This has been a long time coming, dude. I just got this fidget spinner. I went on Amazon the other day. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I bought just like a. I went down like a thing. I bought a bunch of stuff I don't need. But this one, it's so heavy. And I was just thinking about fidget spinners. Things going. 
it's pink and gold. It's awesome. I love it. I've never actually had one. I do have like these little stress things that look like little snap pea pods. It's and you squeeze oh, it and yeah. the little pea comes out. Not not pea, like like urine. Like the yeah, food. The food. The little beans come out and they've got cute little faces on them. It's very adorable. Mm. Great. See, I never actually bought one. People would bring them, you know, when it was a thing in like 2017, they'd like bring them to the shows and all that. Oh, yeah. I'm but, surprised they still exist, honestly. Now they well, have those the little thing, poppet things. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff like that. But no, I'm psyched because like it's so heavy and it feels nice. You know what I mean? So like, it's, like, it, like it's a good quality spinner. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you found something good, it's heavy. You can feel that like gyroscope thing inside of it that kind of moves your hand. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the good stuff. Love it. Well, are we ready to? Oh, yeah, we, we got to We got to do. We have a show to do. We can talk about finished spinners. Fidget finish. Finish. Fidget spinners in a bit. Finish spinners later. And this is kind of a unique episode for us. We haven't done one of these in a while, but it is a dry episode. So I hear we have some... It's not dry, Anthony. It's very wet. Well, you know what I mean. We don't have any liquor today, but that means that we have mocktails a-flowin'. Oh, nobody's going to lick me? Damn it. Okay, but anyway, it's time we broke the ice a little. What has everyone been listening to recently on their Spotify, on their Apple Music? Tell us the kind of music that we should be listening to right now. Okay, first off, in my room, in my home even, just not right now because I tried to make this audio better, Keep the rain sounds or blizzard sounds playing mm. to make it inside. And you always feel like, I don't know, like more homey. Second, like video game soundtracks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of Spyro and stuff have like you, that. Have you listened to M83's album that they did that was kind of like a, a passion project? Oh, I'm forgetting what it's called. Let me just. Was it just video game sounds? No, they like sampled a lot of video game sounds. And the whole idea behind it was leaning into classic video games and video game sounds. It's DSV2. Uh, is that the one you didn't like? Yeah. Oh my that's God. the one no, that's the one no one liked actually stop generalizing what? it was just like it was a passion project and it wasn't like reminiscent of anything fresh or new it was okay, just reliving uh, old stuff in a bad way there's a chance i would love that <laughs> you might but it's also it's just it's a really boring album they just came out with fantasy but it's much better what's that album called the album's called dsv2 like the roman numerals isn't d yeah. I don't actually know Roman um, numerals, so if you I don't know remember it, if S is a Roman numeral. It's like five hundred below a thousand or something. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, I have been listening to quite a bit because there were a couple of new things that came out this week. So Hoodie like Allen. Water parks? Yes. No, honestly, it's kind of funny that you say that because I adore everything you're coming out with and self-sabotage is one of my favorites from your new new set of things and hoodie allen just came out with a song called sabotage oh nice and hoodie allen is a good friend of the pod we we love him oh yeah he zoomed in from a wedding in st louis that was awesome yep and And if somebody will zoom in from a wedding that's major commitment to the podcast we've had people zoom in from all over the place it's kind of crazy from swimming pools to buses to Chinese restaurants. It was a Thai, Thai restaurant. <laughs> yep. All those things. Dang. I've also been listening to with all my heart, Elenium and Jake. Is it Yeah, with Jake? the V. With the V. Jake with the V. He's he's on the it's, up and up right now. It's so like I love you forever. I'm not going to sacrifice what we have. I love you with all my heart, even through all of your bullshit, because everybody has their bullshit. 
And if Wait, we is are, this what he's saying or what you're saying? This is what he's saying. Okay. I, I mean, was he's like, not saying the actual words. Really this like is, take- well, this is just like the idea behind this song is like loving someone with all your heart means that you don't love everything about them, but that you love them so much you're willing to accept those other things. Yeah. And I like that. And then Drones by Grandson is fucking tight. Oh, New Grandson? New I gotta grandson. check that out. New Grandson. He's a sweet dude. He's, we saw him at Life is Beautiful. Yeah, that was, that was one of the better sets that we saw. Yeah. He was really I mean, good. We saw a lot of good sets, but that one was mm-hmm. tight. Very All right. Sick. So I guess it's my turn. I've been listening to a couple of things. Uh, the first is I discovered Jake Wesley Rogers. Apparently I'm the last person to come to the Jake Wesley Rogers. Where have uh, you been, Anthony? Get out of that rock. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the last one to come over to to the the Jake Wesley Rogers show. But if you don't know who he is, he is a queer pop musician from Ozark, Missouri, and the best way to describe him is the epitome of theater kid glam. So think like Elton John, Lady Gaga, and David Bowie wrapped up in like the gayest package you can find. It's you know Chef's Kiss, perfect. Sounds like Scarlet Opera. Honestly, yes, but more like high drama piano ballads, like anthemic. Um, he's actually on tour with TNT alum Stacy Ryan right now. Ooh. The he's got a few EPs out. I've been listening to Pluto. It's very Rocket Man. Like even all of the outfits that he's wearing, I'm just like, this is must this must have been what it was like to see Elton John at the Troubadour, like back in the what was it, the early 70s or something like that, like 50 mm-hmm. years ago. So I would say right. if you need something to dance to in your kitchen while no one's watching, like this is it. So the second thing I've been listening to is something that Kaylin wishes I would stop listening to, which is the Instagram reels of Carter Vale. Oh my God, make it stop. <laughs> it's like it's like he'll Carter wake me up in the morning and he's like, oh my gosh, listen to this. Carter Vale is he's he's like an indie pop artist. Like a lot of his released music kind of treads okay. that like mid 2010s, like coconut records type of vibe. But okay. on Instagram it's like he has so many ideas that he can't not release them. And they're like weird little jingles. Like one of them is, uh, what was the gist of it? It's like, I think we should ban aquariums, not because of any animal rights reason, but because I don't like being eye level with fish. And then he just like starts a guitar riff, like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it gets weird. Yep. And it's like every single video, he's kind of singing, singing speak. It's like sing speak. Yep. And it's just, I love it. I, I, I really like, want to get Carter. I can listen to a hundred. I can listen to hundred gecks easier than I can. Listen oh my to god! This is not fair. <laughs> that <laughs> is not a fair comparison at all. No, you're right. I, I was telling the team like I really want to get Carter Vale on the show, and then I saw one of his reels that was it was just let me be on your podcast, and I'm like, this is it. He's... This is the sign. Is what <laughs> yeah. he he literally messaged all of the team of our podcast and was like. This is our sign. We need this guy. Anyway, we <laughs> yes, have, but we are we also have, we have a bar to get into. Yes, Anthony, and we are very excited about, about this, this interview. Artist. This interview right here that we've been <laughs> waiting for, Austin. We've really been waiting for this interview. So let's get into the bar. And Austin, this is your time to shine. Even though we're not drinking alcohol today, we need to show the bouncer your ID because it is an eighteen and over club right now. So okay. that's not your actual ID. It can be anything that anything. you think could could give you. What is something to this place? Yeah. What is something that you would like our listeners to know about you in an object? Uh, What about this? Oh my God. It's a frog. frog. We love it. It's like a little frog action figure. Y'all. It's beautiful. Is this Bert? Bert? Yes. 
Okay, I got more shit. Wait, so. did you say that's Bert? No, you don't. You could. Oh, it's only one thing. You just show us one thing, and we're, you're you're in. What about this frog? Screams Austin Knight. Well, I used to have a frog. It kind of. It sort of looks like the frog I used to have before my parents accidentally cooked it when <gasps> I was younger. Oh my god! What? What? Yes. I would be reacting more, but like my allergies are kicking. I've been cleaning, and like the dust is killing oh, me. Oh no! So, no, it's fine. Uh, I'm very strong and brave. Everybody clap. Um, oh no! So, I mean, I mean, oh no about the frog. Allergies oh, are yeah, just a normal thing. <laughs> he would, yeah, no, you're only supposed to leave the lamp on like a little bit. Yeah, and I think my parents forgot. Oh no! And yeah, they cooked him. I and used then, to remind my ex, whose younger brother had a frog. That yeah. he ne- or, no, he had a turtle. He had a, one of those turtles that he like never took care of, and everybody else had to take care of it. And he I'm would just cool. leave this fucking light on, and I'm like. Dude, it's it's got to be nighttime for this fucker some sometime. <laughs> Poor froggy. Is it Alaska or who doesn't get nighttime? Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. 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 Poor, poor people. Sad. What's it called? No, but we buried him in like the flower bed, you know, Aww. except then my parents thought they needed more driveway. Oh, Jesus. So they actually put concrete over him so they could park their car easier. They didn't even excavate the gravesite. No, he's Aww. just under the Honda. That's I so suppose sad. if he ever became a vampire, like that's what you're supposed to do is put them under concrete. So yeah, that, that prevents sense. him from coming back. Maybe they knew something I didn't. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Growing up, I had little tiny underwater frogs, like those little, little tiny ones that. Aww. And then I, I, no one told me you're not supposed to mix goldfish with other fish. Did they eat everything? No, the goldfish just secrete gross and Aww. kill everything. It's like toxic. Should we really be toxic, talking about toxic fish paste while we're trying to get into a bar to drink drinks? Yes. Yeah, you're going to get demonetized. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. <laughs> well, okay, let's head on in. Here we are. Welcome to the Tunes and Tumblr Bar. It has, in my humble opinion, the best cocktail menu in L.A., but it's best uh, kept secret. Is if y'all ex- are taking stuff like this as ID, y'all are going to get shut down so fast. Honestly, it hasn't happened yet. Just we don't had somebody tell... bring chicken nuggets one time. We keep going okay. back to that one. <laughs> I like chicken nuggets, and I didn't oh, yeah. get any. And somebody brought like the Advil on their their nightstand. Oh, yeah, somebody brought us one. merch too. That yeah, merch. Tight. More merch. Yeah, more merch. More merch. Self-promo. Yeah, we got some. some we got some t- some nice teas. Mm-hmm. I actually wear that shirt a lot. I know. But anyway, the best kept secret of this bar is its extensive and creative list of non-alcoholic drinks. It's the best in the world, honestly. No pressure, Kaylin. Oh, shit. But I think we should head to the jukebox and set a mood first. Lily and Eric both called in sick today and then posted to their stories from the same brunch spot, which I, I'm fuck? not suspicious of at all. Uh, so I guess it's up to me. Today we are listening to Brainwash, the latest single by the band Waterparks off their album intellectual property which hits streaming this friday on fueled by ramen and you know austin this song is something that i need right now i don't do well with the cold and it has been a wet and chilly winter slash spring here in la and you could practically feel the sun streaming down when you listen to brainwashed it brims with this early 2010s endless summer pop sensibility that recalls like this joy this anxiety of falling into new love like those two feelings that happen at once but it's happening in summer so you're kind of carefree anything could happen but you know that's only one of the stories you have on this album there's like the frantic chaos of real super dark the radio pop earworm 
funeral gray and the ripping emo self-loathing of self-sabotage, which is also my favorite. Oh my God, it's so it's good. It's so good. We and both were listening to it a lot yesterday because it really embodies Anthony. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for reading me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more on Friday and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. It's this album. It's stylistically eclectic and yet it's thematically cohesive. And I think like the best way to describe it is it's a Spotify playlist that someone has labored over for days to perfectly capture a specific feeling and mindset and then painted it candy stripe red. Hell yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you. That's a great description. I really like music and I like writing about music and that's why we're here. But Kaylin, that's only half the show. The other half is what we're going to drink. So what do you have to pair today with intellectual property? So what I have for you, I specially made ice cubes with the juice that you would get from the maraschino cherry jar. Oh! Plus a little bit of lime juice. And I added a, a drop, a tiny drop of lavender oil just to give it kind of a a nice herbal sort of you know fresh flavor and I dropped that into the glass poured some so Martinelli's now does like a a blush rosé apple cider poured Mm. that over it and then I I sprinkled some tropical punch kool-aid powder you went crazy this is actually pretty tame (laughs) I felt like I didn't do shit but yeah, there's, no, I also, so there's also like at a minimum of 10 cherries in that ice cube. Oh my God. This I is so funny. I literally stacked the ice cubes in and then poured the, the syrup that I made over it and then I froze it. And you, so it's, it's a lot of cherries just for you. You know why this is so funny? Because Kaylin is always trying to scoop up everyone's maraschino cherries when we go out together. Oh, yeah. She just wants all of them. And she, she was finally like, I'm just going to put all, all the maraschino cherries into my drink. Oh, damn. That's good. Oh, damn. Wow. I'm, I'm so right now. I mean, I got, okay. Thing is, you've got five ingredients in your drink. <laughs> but, so that is complex. Actually, I think I have that same amount of ingredients next to me, not in my one drink, but it's like I got my coffee. I got I had a water that I just put like hydration stuff in that happened to be pink. Mm -hmm. Then I got the cranberry juice and I put in the fresh squeezed grape juice in it. So that's technically five ingredients. Just pour the coffee in there. Yeah, just just dump the coffee in on top. (laughs) Get wild. (laughs) Catch me on Citizen in like an hour. Oh, no. Wielding wielding a, a knife. Yeah, stop sign. Wielding a pitchfork in front of the stop sign. (laughs) Wielding a drink. Wielding, did you say a gross drink? Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Well, this one is This is actually really good. It's really delicious. Cheers. the, The using herbs and using, you know, oils and essences and things like that can give you that sort of different taste than just juice because i think what a lot of people think is when there's no alcohol on it it's going to be boring and it's going to be flavorless and there's going to be no higher low notes and it's like no you can make a cocktail out of literally any edible liquid and you can combine flavors in a way that creates a special new experience that you're going to enjoy and that provokes conversation anyway damn and with that a sip Oh, yep. yes. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Clink. Clink. .mp3. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Mm. So I kind of want to look at the big picture here. Something that our copywriter noticed, I'm not going to take credit for this because she is very smart. Something that she noticed and wrote uh, in her notes when we were researching this was that your first four albums in order, you got Double Dare, Entertainment, Fandom, and Greatest Hits. They kind of give this journey of the commodification of a band from like a business perspective. So like you start out and you're having like a great time. And once you get into the industry, you're building a fan base. And then you have like your greatest hits, which is like mandated. And then all of a sudden you're stripped of like, once you're stripped of all your work, all that's left to commodify is your intellectual property. Was this at all like part of the plan when you set out to write these albums? Alphabetical? Yes. That take on the business part of it? No. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> a, it's a, a cool theory. Like We're I reading love in heavy. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's just that greatest hits was... Okay, so the idea behind greatest hits was that it would be like a like a a greatest hits of like an imaginary like discography that we didn't do. You know, normally we stick to one color. It's like you know I'll have like the blue or purple or green or whatever. And with this one, it was the first time that it was like a multicolor. You know what I mean? It was the red, blue, and yellow. And I kind of wanted it to feel like because the songs are so different from each other on that album. I wanted it to be like a like a greatest hits from a bunch of eras that people never got mm -hmm. you know what i mean I like and that. and that's why yeah like for the first time it was like a bunch of different colors instead of just the one and that's why for like the font it was like a ton of different you know what i mean like letters normally we'd stick to like a logo but you look at like greatest hits on like you know dude i'll grab it right here i literally have a copy because i love this album i've got a copy right here nice. i have a bunch in my room uh <laughs> You see what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's eclectic. Right. And so the whole idea behind it, I even wanted to put it on double disc, but then there's a the whole supply thing, blah, 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 blah. But the idea is that it was so many different things. And that's why I wanted it to be like a double disc because it's like greatest hits is G H. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it kind of, and like, it just ties in so perfectly to the idea of like multiple arrows and everything because, you know, and so for me, it still moves on, you know, 
well to this, like to to the I, because it's you know A B C D E F G H I. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love so that. I I always love theories like that, and that actually makes sense. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just did that because greatest hits for me and for the concept was supposed to be multiple out. That's also why it was like the longest one we've ever done. You know what I mean? Like this you had a lot to get out. Yeah. You had a lot to say. There was a lot more too. We had to really try and limit it. It was tough. (laughs) I think a lot of, a lot of our interviews with artists and a lot of like, you know, public released other interviews that artists do, you know, everybody talks about, Oh, what do you guys like to do? Oh, what, how did you meet? And all these lighter questions. And I think for us, a lot of times we get a little bit deeper into it. We, we read past the obvious, you know, alphabetical, this is your concept for the album. And we're like, oh, my God, they're making they're making a hit at their industry and saying, like, this is this is like how the industry, you know, works. And it, I, I was having this thought that, you know, I'm in the interior design architecture industry. Anthony is in the film industry and all these industries have this sort of structure, the way that they're set up, the way that your work is going to be sort of distributed or gotten out there and you know there's roadblocks in your way as a musician to be able to get your work out on your own and you're sort of required to rely on all these other facets because most artists don't want to do all the other facets Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if you want to play music you're not going to want to sit down and do fucking paperwork right and it's kind of an interesting thing i think when you know, when I ask, I, I like to ask this question a lot of artists is, you know, when you originally realized, like, I'm good at this, I want to be a musician. What did you think you were going to get versus what you got? You know, I don't even remember doing this, but I remember or my mom recently was like, yeah, I mentioned in college when you were like 12 or 13 and you were like, no, I'm, I'm just going to be in a band. And I was like, and she was like, OK, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. And um, she sounds supportive. Well, now, I mean, she's she I think I think most parents would be feeling that kind of way. At least I mean, you know what I mean? Like when you hear kids say that when they're like in junior high, no no fucking way you're doing that. <laughs> like, okay, they're like, for sure, honey, like do that, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. But, you know, if you want to do something after we should, you know, and I'm like, I, I get it. Like, I'd be nervous if my kid was like, you know, I'm going to. I'm like, I mean, it's not like I wouldn't believe in them, but if, you know, if we're talking about college and they were talking about having a, a plan that was like very, it's a scary industry. You know what I mean? It's like Mm. like very come and go, like it's wishy-washy, like people, like fans come and go, like it it could all be done any second, blah, 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 blah. But did you know that when you were 12 and you wanted to be in a band? No, that's the thing. (laughs) Like things. I was just like, well, that's what I'm, I don't, I, I never, there was never like a solid, like, there, was, uh, there wasn't like a defining moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I started playing guitar and I was like, oh, well, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's 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 interesting. Like, I don't think that anybody thinks about I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are just in it to get rich. Like they're making art for the algorithm. They're making art because of the trends. But I, I was walking my dogs last night and I walked by this house where like the garage was open and just like these two kids were just jamming yeah. like one of them on the drums, one of them on the guitar and they weren't very good. I'm just going to say that like, right. Like they were very much <laughs> at the beginning of their, like you don't have to be good like that. Right. Yeah. You're just trying it out. You're doing it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. If you're really good right away, I don't trust you. And also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything worthwhile. It, you have to practice that. Yeah. Like, okay. So dude, I played in so many local bands. I played like 
dude, I have to have played like over a thousand local shows just with like random bands and friends and shit. And Jeff, our guitarist, this was his first band. So Otto and I are like, dude, fuck you. You don't have, <laughs> any, you don't have any of the embarrassing like growing pains or shit. Like you were trying to figure out when you were like 14 or 15, like trying to like write your first songs. He just got to walk right in and be like, yeah, Waterport's my first band. Like, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just stumbled right into it. What is, yeah. some, what is something that, you know, once you became an adult and you started doing it as, you know, a professional adult, what is something that was unexpected that you really like doing versus something that you really realized you don't like? I mean, I like doing everything until there are bumps in the road because of other people not working as or not being as smart or working as diligently as they should you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i don't know you start dealing with promoters mm -hmm. and you're like these people <laughs> <laughs> and then but then i was like okay after like years of you know hey sell 100 tickets to your classmates and then and then you're like what like and you know you'll get to keep five dollars i'm like okay pause it kind of like made made me get better at everything because then when water park started i started booking all our shows mm -hmm. i was like oh you don't actually need a promoter you just rent the venue and i started doing all the math and i was like actually you know what i mean so it's right. like, like all of those annoying things kind of lead to you bettering what you do well and i mm -hmm. think at the end of the day you know when when the music industry first sort of started it was like, you know, you had to have somebody that was printing the music and distributing the music. And that's sort uh -huh. of what the initial like, you know, person writing music didn't need that to write the music, but right. it was necessary to get the music out to the people, even though, you know, as a musician, you could, you know, own your own printing press and, you know, print your own music and distribute it. <laughs> and now that we're in this digital age and there are, you know, big companies that own the platforms that are now playing your music and distributing it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of wild that like you guys are kind of kept in this sort of slot of this machine. Yeah. And then they own your intellectual property. Bring it back. <laughs> I kind of, yeah. Um, there's one thing I want to get back to the music because I really like this album and I want to talk about it. Uh, one thing that I read in an interview is that you um, said that Greatest Hits was very much an introverted album and Intellectual Property is the exact opposite of that. Can you yeah. speak a little to that? Yeah. So, I mean, Greatest Hits, it's, it's hard for me to not feel that way because, I mean, you know, it was made over mostly over 2020. And, oh, what and... happened during 2020? I'm kidding. Don't answer oh. that. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to stay home. It was, it was my, um, I canceled four tours and just stayed home. Um, you just decided you weren't, you weren't feeling public life. Yeah, it was just like, you know, sometimes, sometimes I don't feel social. I don't want to go outside and I don't want to smile at people. You know what I mean? I just want to stay on my couch and like suck the cushions. Um, <laughs> oh my but... God, my dog does that. <laughs> so, so gross. No, I I was obviously like everybody else just very shut in and had I was just so like consumed by the process it was just like I was alone sitting at this same desk right here and made 108 songs for this album Jesus. for greatest hits and like it was just like it it felt I mean it was isolating but it felt so like I don't know it just it felt like very lonely you know what i mean that's actually yeah. for 
the first time I started like reaching out to friends and stuff. Luckily, my friends are also pretty good at music. And I'd be like, hey, like this vocal thing you do, I think it'd be amazing all over this song, you know, and it kind of like opened me up to like collaborating more with people and which is ultimately a good thing. But Greatest Hits just felt so dark. You know what I mean? It was made in the dark. And and it's very just like about me. It's very introspective. Like it's it's I mean, so how did you get how did you get from that to brainwashed where you're like, I'm out in the sunshine? I mean, necessity, you know what I mean? You can only like be alone, isolated, like in the dark for so long. And like so it kind of caused intellectual property as you know, as it's like a kind of like rebirth into the world like everybody's kind of like <laughs> regathering their social skills and kind of like going back into life more it's more about it's not just about me it's also about other people it's about mm-hmm. like experiences with other people a so lot more humaning about, with humans again yeah and so in that way to me it's just a huge juxtaposition of being like okay this is all being made at night alone in a little cave and also i can't go anywhere and i can't see anybody and da 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 this one's so about other people and about that. It's like, it's like very encompassing of like that, like rebirth of your person. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. How, how does your, I, I know that you grew up in church and, you know, having the, the sort of rules placed on you and these restrictions on your life. How did that sort of play into this album? Cause I know that you wanted to kind of break away from that as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, stuff like, 2020 also kind of I was already in therapy but it forces you or it it forced me and probably a lot of other people to it gave you a lot more time to examine yourself you know what I mean everything was very fast for us starting in 2016 where it was just constant tours you're never alone you're always like a foot away from somebody whether you're sleeping or playing or anything and that really gave like adequate time to like it like forced you to like look at yourself and be like why am I, why do I feel this way about this? You kind of like, it gave you, it gave me time to like learn about myself. And, you know, there were certain weeks during 2020 where I'd go to therapy like multiple times, you know, like a handful of times. And cause I was just like, you know, struggling and, and I, I've had come to find that a lot of the things that like the, a lot of the roots were like religion based, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And while learning all that it's kind of like it's not just singing about the feelings anymore it's like identifying where they came from and trying to sort of grow past it it's like in the movies where like like in the scary movies when they like learn the demon's name so they can exercise it you know what i mean yeah yeah that's what it's like you know what i mean like you find the source and then it's that's how you kind of confront that yeah it's like once you have a diagnosis or once you have a name for something you can then figure out like oh what are known known solutions to this problem and it's not just like why do i feel like shit all the time and it's so like you know (laughs) like there's a reason for it there's a reason that we have these behaviors that we learned as youth growing up and even as adults kind of crazy right and and speaking of mental health challenges this is something i've I've been thinking about listening to your music. Um, one thing you do really well is capturing this spiral of automatic thoughts that happen when you experience anxiety. And it's not just the feeling, but the course of how the f- thoughts flow. Like I listen to your songs and it's palpable. It's there on self-sabotage and brainwashed, but you've also been doing it for years. And I'm thinking specifically 
of I miss having sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore, oh which God, can basically just song. it can basically be retitled I'm on antidepressants now. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, is, yep. is capturing the reality of anxiety uh, this way at all helpful for you in dealing with working through your own? It can be. It's not always. Sometimes like the thing is, a lot of times songwriting can be therapeutic and a lot of people say that it is. And sometimes it's like it's not even set with the goal of or like in hopes of or like with the expectation that it'll help alleviate it or stop it. Sometimes I'm just like, holy shit, this is what's going on right now. Right. One thing, yeah. One thing I noticed, I was uh, I was writing the other day. Like I was going through like some really, really intense emotions. And sometimes when that happens, I just need to write. I need to write and not mm-hmm. worry about where it's going. And yeah. I noticed that it didn't really help, but it moved the grief around. Like, yeah, yeah it, it, I felt it moving in my body and like it kept finding more things, which mm-hmm. it's kind of incredible how like taking something out of your head will do that. It's sometimes yeah. it's almost like in um <clears throat> in Spirited Away where there's this demon that comes into the bathhouse and he's just this gross looking sludge monster and she realizes that she, he's got something caught and as soon as she pulls that one thing out the rest of the people in this bathhouse have to help pull this like string of stuff and it's just all this junk and mud that just like yeah. pours out of this creature and then he's free. And it's kind of like, you know, pulling pulling one of those magic scarves out. When you've got a lifelong trauma yarn ball, you know, you start pulling on on one end of it and it's bound to just keep going. Yeah, you sometimes. find more yeah. stuff. There's so much stuff in there. Right. It's you're surprised at how much can fit inside you. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, sometimes surprised by that myself. Well, <laughs> we're kind of coming up to the end of the interview portion, but there's a couple more questions I want to ask specifically because we've been talking about how this album is read. And I read that you have synesthesia. Um, can you describe yeah. what that is for listeners who might not have heard about it before? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, for, I mean, forever, like whenever I've heard songs, I've just had a very strong sense of like, Oh, this is the color I see with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like songs have certain vibes or moods or whatever, and different things can like trigger. I don't fully understand the science. I actually didn't even know it was a thing until, like I said, we started doing tours and everything in 2016. And when I was trying to describe it, because you know a lot of our song titles have like had colors in it and stuff like that, and like our albums have had, you know, they're very like color focused. And some like one of the interviewers was like, "Do you think you have synesthesia?" And I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> when you find new things i was like whoa i was like that's exactly what this shit is and that was really crazy because i remember being like you know like first getting into music like bands and stuff and i'd be you know 13 or whatever and i just like walk to target with a friend we'd be walking around and we'd be like this song kind of feels like that he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'd be going over it and be like yeah that makes sense i guess yeah for sure is it and, like the full song that does it, or is it like specific tones also have a color aura to them for you? I guess it's kind of both. You know, like there, I feel like there's not necessarily like I've identified like this is the reason this is blue, or this is the reason this has like a glow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like but, it's just like an automatic brain response to the sounds. You mean? Yeah, yeah. That it's makes very, sense. it's very odd. Like I guess see the thing. It's sometimes I don't want to learn more about 
certain things because I don't want it to lose its magic. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not trying to dig at the reasons oh, behind no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I'm, not, I'm just saying like I haven't done like heavy research because I don't want to I don't want it to become like I don't want to start like if I learn a bunch and I'm like oh this is the reason I think this and then start like expecting that right mm -hmm. you know I sort of yeah. want to just like you want to keep it, it as happen. a magic power and not not give it exactly. you don't want to open the curtain behind I think right I, yeah I think that's such a great way of looking at it because throughout my whole life I think I've like felt this need to be able to explain anything but it kind of does rip it of like kind of this ethereal um feeling yeah. surrounding it like it, it's what, what do they say that magic is just science that hasn't been discovered yet yeah yeah right it's I think, I think why i get I, irritated I, when people ask me what narcolepsy is and and if i try to fall asleep all the time it's like if i have to continue explaining what yeah. this is i'm gonna lose my magical nap times <laughs> <laughs> Magical nap time sounds so sweet. It's your next album. There it is. <laughs> well, we need to get through a few more letters first before you get to M and N. Well, it's true. I'll just drop yeah. some, I'll just do demo albums and just knock it out today. <laughs> Great. All about falling asleep. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's one more question I want to ask of the group because I like to do this at the end of every interview. Yeah. But we talked just very briefly about synesthesia. And this isn't necessarily what synesthesia is, but I want to play around with color. Um, if okay. you could describe your taste in music as a color, what would it be and why? Whoa. Um, diamond, because it's multidimensional. Love Ooh, it. Like a prism? Yes. Rainbow. Speaking of, dude, I got this prism the other day. It's crazy. Like, check this out. Hold up. I'll just put it right here. So you see how there's like Ooh. the one color? Oh, so it's like a turquoise and then you, oh, oh my God. It's a different color on each side of this cube. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Because like with the way the colors interact with each other, right? They, they I mean? blend. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. As oh, you, that's so cool. I, I love having to describe this for listeners. But like as you turn <laughs> the cube, um, you're looking at the color and you're looking at how the the light subtracts from all the other sides, so you get like multiple colors at once. That's so cool. Yeah. I, would... I keep stuff like that on my desk for for inspo. Mm. What about I, you, Kayla? I would say mine's probably a mixture between like a like acid yellow, almost like, you know, uh, glowing kind of, um, what's that, uh, waste, um, toxic waste, toxic waste <laughs> color, you know, like that glowing green, uh, and like a, a sort of dark blue. And mm. why is that? It's a good combo. I think because some of the music that I listen to is very bright and happy sounding, but I am your podcast sad girl at That's the end true. of the day. And let's see. For me, I think that mine is kind of like a, a straddles the line between like a neon pink and purple. Something like nice. that you imagine like kind of a dystopian version of driving down Sunset Boulevard at midnight. Just imagine the sound color that you get from a saxophone solo. That's that's, <laughs> that's red. That's that, Anthony. Is, that is red, though. Um, I, I think I don't like, know. I, I get a little bit of like a gold, not gold, but like a like a sort of like um, mustardy, like goldenrod color from it. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I choose that color because I feel like my taste in music kind of is like nostalgic for things that never really happened. And so like if you picture this like scene, it's not a Sunset Boulevard that exists or have, has ever existed, but that's where I live with my music. That's awesome. I like that. Love it. Ah, and you know, this has been a really fun interview, but I think it's time to wrap things up a little bit. And I want to close the pod with the thing that we like to do at the end of every show, which is play around 
of hashtag mood. Who would like to play some hashtag mood? Me. Me. Thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. That theme song never gets old. What is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblr's Instagram inbox where people have left us their moods. These are things that they're going through, things that are on their mind, just wacky things that they want us to tackle. We are going to take a couple of those and build a playlist based on it. And because there's only three of us today, each of us gets to choose two songs. I have one picked oh. out. Uh, we put out a, a call to your fans, Austin, to get some uh, to get some moods. And I picked out one that I really liked uh, because okay. it's simple. It's very simple. It's from at Freak Trash on Instagram. And it is Give Me Some Fragile Music. Ooh. Fragile music. Okay, Ooh. hold up. I'll go first then. I'm going to go by Dis Dismemberment Bureau by M83. Oh, Dismemberment. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of, you know. <laughs> it's about sort of taking, you know, life and it's sort of an illusion. Okay. And that's kind of what teaches us about our humanity. Mm. Oh my gosh. Uh, fragile music, fragile music. Um, I got two. Uh, the first one is Someone New by Hozier because that man makes me melt every time I listen to his music. And I really like his new direction, but I'm just going back to the classics right now. Uh, and then Runaway to Mars by Talk because that song is utterly destructive to any sense of, of strength that I have. Um, yeah, very fragile, likely to break. I have those two one songs. more. What's, which one, Kaylin? Dancing on Glass by St. Lucia. Ah, oh, love, 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 love. Mm, that's an old one. It's not that old, was, Anthony. 2015 was eight years ago. I saw that song. I saw them perform it live when it had just come out. <laughs> Time flies. 2015 being eight years ago? That's messed up. That is right? really messed up. There's this reel I saw on, on Instagram where like, it's a New Year's Eve party oh and they're counting down yep. to, to 2020 and they get to one and all of a sudden like there's a pop and it's 2022 and everybody's and everyone's in jammies. Like, yeah. Everyone is like just just <laughs> scared and, and like and crying yeah. and crying. And then it clicks one more time to 2023 and the, the guy in the background, he's just like wailing. He's now. just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. Austin, what do you have for this playlist? Okay. I got Deep in the Jungle by Joe Scruggs. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think that's a good one. And I think uh there's this show I've been watching called The Other Two. Hmm. Uh and there's like uh it's about these these two siblings and their little brothers like just became like a famous pop star. It's like very like Justin Biebery, like whatever. But I want to put Marry You at Recess on it, on Aww, the list. That's adorable. <laughs> it's a great song. Speaking mm. of fragility, I, I recently watched on Netflix, they came out with a Gudetama um, animated cartoon. And Gudetama is a part of the Sanrio, like Hello Kitty family. And it's just um. an egg. It's a raw egg. And it's a very lazy raw egg. 
and it's a about lazy this, raw this journey that this raw what? egg goes through from being shipped from the farm where it was, you know, originally birthed as an egg to yeah. a Chinese food restaurant where this egg and this chick that made it there by accident, you know, popped out of the egg in the restaurant and they're trying to get back to their farm where their mother is. And it's kind of like you're watching this egg and this chick and the chick takes like a bottom part of an egg and turns it into a little stroller and is like rolling them around. And it's like the whole time you're just like, oh, my God, don't break. Damn. It's kind mm. of crazy. I like this playlist. This is a good one. But would yeah. you like to do one more? One more. One more. I was yes. just looking through the inbox because we have so many responses that we haven't done. And I'm like, what What should we do? What should we do that we haven't done yet? Um, there's one uh, that from at Tia Kai, but there's like a an underscore after every letter. And they said, I'm being annoyed by a coworker. And then I roll emoji. What's mm. a, pl- a playlist for being annoyed by a coworker? Toby Keith. Yeah, <laughs> is it just to annoy them back? No, his song is incredible. I'm Which gonna... one? As good as I once was. Oh wait, that is really good. I ain't good as I once was. That's just the cold hard truth. Great ad lib. Mm. I love that. I'm gonna go with Baby Shark by Pink Fong. Baby mm. Shark. Uh, You're welcome, everyone. What about Fuck You by Lily Allen? Mm-hmm. Fuck you very much. I need to pick another one. I need to. I need another one. What is okay? Do uh, if you need something angry. I love Sworn In. You could do do Hypocrisy by Sworn In. Mm. Throw that one on there. Yeah, and just a reminder, everybody: any song or album that gets mentioned on our pod ends up on this fun playlist. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, Anthony's been forgetting his lines. Oh, and Brainwashed by Water Parks. (gasps) Boom. Which one? Brainwashed. Brainwashed. Like I'm that. like, I got a song that's on the tip of my tongue. I just need a second to find it. I'm going to say Annoying by Mod Son. Mm, that's another good one. Uh, let me think. What is this song? What is this song? Mm. Oh, God. It's not going to come to me. It's like too far. Um, too far on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, it's too far back there. You know you know when it's like really close to being there? after when what? you find it yeah do a voice memo afterwards when you find it yeah i will put it at the end of this episode and be like guys i found it like uh, by the way by the way <laughs> um let's see uh maybe goodbye and good riddance by juice world while i'm waiting to find that other song mm-hmm. there you go love juice world rest in peace brother but these are both good playlists and I forgot to mention this earlier in the show, but if you want to to listen to other things that we've had on repeat, you got to check out our YBLT playlist. YBLT, it's an acronym. It stands for what have you been listening to, but we love BLTs. So the album art is a sandwich. It doesn't matter what kind of sandwich. There's a lot of different sandwiches. We'd like to throw them on there. And it is an amalgam of things that I like, things that Kalen likes, things that Eric likes lily likes and then whatever like doom metal that drew has been listening to along with king gizzard because those are always his picks and king giz is (laughs) constantly coming out with new stuff oh yeah how many albums this year i'm gonna guess seven i'm gonna guess more (laughs) i feel like they're gonna try to outdo themselves each year i respect that Mm -hmm. they're like i think they are this is a hot take they are our generation's grateful dead because (laughs) <laughs> all the sets are completely different. Their their discography is so big you couldn't possibly listen to all the music and people follow them from like town to town. I feel like it's more 
the Beatles at that point. Mm. Are you saying that King Gizzard is this generation's Beatles? Yes. No, that's Water Parks. You that's Water Parks. Oh, okay. Okay. Quote me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We're Let's gonna put that. In- we're gonna we're gonna add that on your wiki page. Yep. <laughs> Do it. Let's. I want to. I want to get all the old people mad. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> but you know what? It's getting to be that time. It's time we closed up the bar. It's been open for an hour, meaning it's time to close again. But before we go, Austin, is there anything that you would like to plug? What should fans know about what's coming up for water parks? And when are you going to be playing in LA? Ooh, good point. Okay. We're playing all over the place. Most of it's sold out. We're doing Anaheim and then two Los Angeles shows. Anaheim and LA night one are sold out. So night two, come through. Actually, y'all should come through too. That'd be sick. We will. Um, it's already on the calendar. We'll talk to okay. Natalie. Tell Natalie, yeah, yeah. Um, Natalie. And, <laughs> yeah, Natalie. Um, and uh, stream intellectual property. Unless this comes out right before, then get ready to stream intellectual property. Pre-save, pre-save. pre-save. It comes out Friday, two days from now. Pre-save. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. Here we go. Right, one more time. Pre-save intellectual property. Or you can pretend it's 2002 and go buy the CD, which looks beautiful, by the way. Nice. I designed it. Let's party. Um, you pick up a vinyl, a cassette, whatever. Ooh, we need to get a vinyl. Are right, did you? Oh, are yeah. you doing? Are you doing the vinyl in in your in your red? Is it going to be like a oh, red? Yeah. Red. We've got blue. We've got green. We've got like just regular clear. Actually, all those are transparent too. Mm. Um, we got a bunch of variations. Honestly, love it. We'll need that for our for our beautiful record collection that we have. Yeah, but y'all are on tour across uh, across North America, right? Yes. And that's in spring, the rest of yes. spring? It starts April 28th and it ends June 14th. Hell yeah. Nice. Get out there, Wait. y'all. Start your summer off right. Let's go. Uh, once again, Austin, thank you for being here. I'm glad we could finally make this work. And right before the album comes out too, like it couldn't have been more serendipitous. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform and please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out so much. And if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Fransblau and researched by Lily Eason. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.